everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hosted. I'm really excited for today's conversation. We have Tracy Crossley on Hosted today, and she is a behavioral expert, author, podcast host of two weekly shows. Uh, Tracy is a, is a game changer for women leaders looking to reinvent how they live and lead from the inside out. She is the founder of Intuitive Reinvention and host of Freedom from Attachment and The Power of Me. Tracy, you started your podcasting journey in 2018. Is that correct? Or was Actually, it before two, that? It was 2015. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You've been podcasting for quite some time. I have. And I um, I was very trepidatious about it when I started. So um, I actually had people asking me to do it for probably about two years and I just kept resisting it. Why were you resisting? <laughs> well, the thing is you have to understand that, or you don't have to understand, but when I had my business, I started my business in 2008. And in around 2010, I started writing articles. Like I wrote for Elephant Journal. I wrote for Huffington Post about um, basically around relationships. And so people were like, oh, you know, it would be great if you did a podcast. And all I could think was, okay, I have commitment issues and committing to a weekly podcast. I wasn't sure that I would see it through. I thought, well, maybe I'll do it once or twice. But what ended up happening was I started it and I loved it because my my things in life really are writing and speaking. Mm-hmm. So it was just a natural thing for me to do. But I, I kind of started it in a weird way, like I did it on a conference line. And then I would just supply the recording. You know, like, here you go. Well, 2015, there weren't a lot of sophisticated, I mean, the, the podcast industry has grown quite a bit. So when you started, there weren't a lot of easy tools for you to use. That's very true. Um, I went to blog talk radio. I think I, I want to say I was there maybe for six months. It was not a great experience because I don't know if you've done blog talk radio, but it sort of pretends to be radio, but it's not really radio. It's a podcast. And so you'd have this whole thing where people could call in, which was kind of a nice aspect, but yeah, it just, I don't know. I moved to SoundCloud after that and I've just stuck with SoundCloud because it's not the greatest as far as, you know, there's many others that are a lot better, but it's fine. It gives me my RSS feed and who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So when you first started, people were, so you were, you were asked to start your podcast because mm-hmm. people were engaging with your your written content. And um, was the idea when people were asking for it is that they wanted to ask you questions? Was it the intention behind it to be a, a Q&A? Not really. Uh, what ended up happening was I had been putting some videos on YouTube also. And my topics were a lot of uh, dysfunctional relationship issues. And then it came to be insecure attachment. And so people wanted to tune in. And I will tell you, uh, I, to this day, still get the majority of my clients from my podcast or when I guest on other podcasts over everything else that I do, because my podcast is very personal, uh, but yet it gives people tips on things they can do. This is my my original one, which has gone through several name changes. Um, but that's that's what I gave. And I feel like people resonate with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so where did it start? What was your first name that you had for? It was the Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour. Was that it? Simply Intuitive Abundant? No, it was Abundant Intuitive (laughs) Hour. It was a long name. And I'm like, why did I do that? (laughs) And so I think that stuck around until maybe 2018. And then I changed it. Um, and I also added a second one on the same RSS feed, which was, um, we called it journey of attachment. And that was, I want to say that was in 2017, 2018. Yeah. I'm not sure, but somewhere in there. So with, um, with freedom from attachment. So the original show, he, I mean, you like 600 episodes, so much almost content, 700, almost 700. Yeah. And are you still publishing that show today? I know that you've made a transition. Is that a tricky question? (laughs) No, it's a funny question. It's a funny question. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, yes, I stopped doing it weekly. um, I think it was at the beginning of last year because I had so many episodes. So then I would only do one or two new episodes a month and just do rebroadcast. But I also brought in um, an interview style uh, show on the same feed. So basically I interview people who are experts, but I want them to share their own journey, kind of like what you're doing here, you know, sharing your own journey and really connecting with the audience emotionally. And then of course they could talk about their business and that's, I actually enjoy doing that. And so usually we do that once or twice a month. And it's funny that you brought up this whole content about, you know, the content, because, uh, after, we record today, I'm going to bring my coaches on. And so I've decided once a month, I'm going to bring my coaches on to freedom from attachment and there they can, you know, get into it with me as far as what the topic is. And then we thought about having a client whose journey was successful. Obviously we hope all of our clients' journeys are successful, but having them come on once a month, because we thought it might be kind of nice to break up the content. So I'm always trying to think about what keeps it innovative or what keeps it interesting. Um, You know, I've had people tell me that they go to bed listening to me. They're listening to me in the shower. They're listening like nonstop to episode after episode, especially people that are super anxious. So it's been really a very interesting journey. Yeah, I can only imagine. And the the kind of feedback that you're getting, I mean, like life-changing feedback, right? From people Mm -hmm. that are that are really leaning into all of your, your content as a, as a way to get through some difficult, challenging times. Absolutely. I mean, it surprised me in the beginning and yet I had people who would call me, like literally pick up the phone and call, not text, not email, call me and go, I need to work with you. Oh my God. I've not heard anybody who gets it. Like you get it. And you know, you don't know what you're doing that's different than anybody else. You think you know, but you don't really know. So I was obviously doing something that people were connecting with. Yeah. And and your clientele, I mean, all, all across the map, right? Are you um, global? People are connecting with you, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, my business is global. I have people, I've had people from several different countries. The majority are usually Europe, you know, not, well, that's continent, but you know, different countries in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and then of course, United States. But then I also get people from other countries too, where English isn't their first language, but they, they want to do this work. It's incredible. I mean, that's the beauty of podcasting. There's no, there's no geographic boundary 
to podcasting and streaming content. So, you know, being able to tap in and and connect with people who are so far away um, from your, your physical existence, it's just, it's, it's an incredible medium. So I love hearing that, you know, you've really kind of built your, your entire organization from podcasting or grown it really. Grown it. Yeah. Grown it. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going back to what you said initially, where you were very hesitant to, to start podcasting, what, what made you, what made you begin and and why stay committed? It's hard. I mean, most people, most people actually bow out after eight episodes. Really? Yeah. That's a, that was a statistic. It it might've changed, but as of two years ago, the, the average, the average um, podcaster was getting to episode seven or eight and then walking away from it. It's not easy. No, it's not easy, but I think what I did mentally was I tried to stay in each week, like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I went through times where I do like three or four episodes in a day, because that's what the smart podcaster would do. (laughs) And then have it done for the month. And, you know, at one point I had somebody would help me with my outlines because in the beginning, I, (laughs) I can talk forever, just FYI. So I would just talk about a topic. And I probably went way, way off topic, came back, you know, for an hour, I would just blah, 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 blah. And I mean, and I was like, okay, people are listening to this. Okay. And it was kind of fun to do it. Like it was fun to, to do the actual speaking. I mean, I felt like I was expressing something to people that could actually give them some form of help. Right. So that was a big thing for me. And Then um, I started uh, working with one of my, well, I had a marketing person on staff. And so her and I would put together the outlines so that I would stick to something. So that it was, had a beginning, a middle and an end. And then there were like different iterations that I really went through with it because I also had a media company come in in 2018. And well, actually before that, I had somebody worked in radio and she's like, stop doing hour long shows don't do hour long shows, <laughs> give people enough. That's going to keep them hanging, you know? And I was like, Oh, I don't have to do an hour. Okay. So then I was trying to keep it around 30 minutes. And then I had this company come in and they gave me more media training and revamped how I did my outline, um, and explained why. <laughs> and she said, she goes, my brain really works well when there's organization to what you're saying. And I'll never forget her saying that to me. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's part of the deal with, with podcasting is that you start with a, with in one place with an assumption. Mm -hmm. And if you, and the important piece here is being open to feedback, right? I mean, you start one way and you're hearing from other folks who have like been in the industry or just have some a different insight and that you're, you're open and willing to evolve. It's- I would say that's true. You know, I think for anything you do though, right. You have to be like, I've written a book and if I wouldn't have had an editor help me and been open to her feedback, I don't know that that book would have ever been printable, you know, but you learn and you improve too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, kind of where you began and you were doing hour long 
mm-hmm. monologues. Mm-hmm. And then you transitioned to shorter, and but you were all, you, the way that you, the content was laid out. I mean, there was always strategy behind it. I'm imagining. There was, you know, it was always to give people some kind of tips that they could walk away with, but really it was so they knew they weren't alone. Um, because I think people that had the same kind of issues that I had had, I was a coach and I was coaching people on this, but I also brought my personal stuff into it. You know, I walked into their shoes. And so I really wanted that to be where they connected. So they knew, oh my God, there are other people like me. It's not just me. Right. And that was a big part of it. So that was part of the strategy was making sure I connected giving tips. And I, I didn't really think I was going to pick clients up until I started picking clients up. And then I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. No, it was just another way to get content into the world, right? The time. I think so. And I think people listen, like, I don't listen personally to a lot of podcasts. I try. Um, I listened to one the other day and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I was getting my nails done. I'm like, okay, let me listen to a podcast. But, uh, I'm always looking for something that clicks with me. And I think that there's so many voices out there. There's got to be something inevitably that clicks with you, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. mood you're in or whatever, maybe you're struggling with. And so I've tried to just stay consistent, at least with that, that podcast. Yeah. And are you, so just kind of thinking about like the different, the different themes that you are bringing into the podcast, is it, are they are they the themes that you're hearing from your clients? Like, does there there tend to be some consistency there where you're like, you know what? There's a lot of people experiencing this. I need to dig into it a little bit further. It's from my clients. It's from people who write to me. Um, I used to on the podcast tell people to send me topics that they wanted to hear. Um, Facebook for me, I have a, a business page on Facebook and it's super, super active. And so sometimes I'll look at it and I'll see what are people really responding to, you know, mm-hmm. and then I will do it around that. So I always try to have that kind of connection. Um, and I have to, because where I'm at personally is not in the same place I was when I started the podcast and I'm not in the yeah. same place professionally either. You know, you change and you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, something that you said that was really interesting was all the different voices out there and and what people connect with is is your story. And people want to work with with folks that they have a personal connection with and I think that that is one of the 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 most beneficial aspects of podcasting is that you're able to bring people along through stories, through your journey through what you've done to help your clients kind of putting that, those pieces all together where people can, you're, you're tapping into their experience, that, that, that shared human experience, which is really incredible and invaluable. Yeah. I feel like that has been, and I feel that, I mean, I still like the people that work for me, my coaches, they still, not all of them, I don't think, but I know one of them listens to my podcast still because she just loves the podcast, you know? So yeah, it's been great. And when I have some experts come on, um, that, that can be great. And at other times, not great. So it just depends. (laughs) What, um, tell me, let's dig into that a little bit. What, uh, 
when people come on and it's a great, what, what makes a great conversation for you when you're bringing folks on for an interview? When they're open, when, when they understand, like I always tell my coordinator, make sure they know what the format is. I don't want them to come on with an illusion because a lot of times we, I, on a daily basis, we have people pitching us to get on the podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them want to come on and talk about certain topics. If they've listened to the podcast, they understand it's really not that it's about the journey of that expert. And then of course, at the end, we're talking about, well, where, where that journey's led them professionally. Right. And so then they can get into that. Um, but I have that. I would say is, is one thing. Another thing is when people get into these long monologues where literally I say a sentence and they talk for 20 minutes, right? You say another sentence, they talk for another 20 minutes, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, a hard one. one. Mm -hmm. Have you figured out a way to kind of wrangle those types of guests back in? I usually try to, it depends. I mean, I had a guy on the other day who had a really interesting story and I was actually engaged in his story. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Right. And so in that case, I did interrupt him a couple of times. I do interrupt people, but I'm, I'm not jerky about it. Yeah. I just say something like, oh, wait, 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 you just said something or wait, 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 let's get back to this. Or something of that nature and, and try to bring them back. But the people that are hesitant or don't want to really share themselves, it's really tiring because what happens is they're speaking to the audience or telling the audience what to do. Okay. You need to do this or blah, 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 blah about you, you, you. And really they're not connected to say that they don't know. They have no clue what the listener is going through in their life, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's an assumption and people don't like to be talked at. Yeah, especially when there's no trust built yet, right? You've got oh to build that trust before you can tell people what to do. There was a woman, okay? And I put this podcast on the air, okay? It's out there in the universe. She came on and I... I went through a lot last year. My husband ended up in the hospital for six months. And so I had a lot and I was selling my house at the same time. So we had all these things going on. And so I was going to do the recording and I came and, you know, she's like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you know, just a little stressed today. She's like, well, I'm here. And since I'm here, you're going to be fine because I can help you. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> we weren't even on the air yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. It went downhill from there. Um, I I actually triggered her and pissed her off in the interview because she kept doing this, telling people things. I'd ask her a question. She wouldn't answer the question. Mm. So we weren't even having a conversation. And she just would just start telling people. And I go, okay, so this is what I asked you. And I would love for you to do this because my audience wants to emotionally connect with you. Like I would explain to her nicely, right? And she's like, she said in the middle of it, she's like, you're triggering me. And I'm thinking, okay. So then at the end, she ended up hanging up on the podcast. And oh. I was laughing at the end. I was like, what do I, I do with just, this? Yeah. 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 It was pretty uh, crazy. Yeah. You know, I've heard, it's interesting, you know, I've, I've, been doing this enough and heard many stories from hosts. Most all the hosts that I've that I've had on the show interview guests 
Um, so it, it's it's always interesting to hear that sort of perspective because it is, as an interviewer, it can be challenging to, oh, yeah. to get people back on track or to get them to open up. I mean, you'd think that somebody who's wanting to come on a show would have that, just that innate desire to want to share and be vulnerable, but that's not always the case. Oh God, no, it is not the case. And I will ask questions. You know, I even do it on my new podcast as well, where I really try to ask questions where somebody is going to open up and they're going to share what's true. And sometimes people will, and it's so much fun. Like you have so much fun because there's so much to talk about. And then at other times I'm sitting there and it's 10 minutes and I'm looking at the clock going, okay, it's been 10 minutes. How can we get this to at least 15 minutes? You know, how can we make this just a little longer without boring the hell out of everybody? Yeah. And have you had it? Have you had the experience where it starts off a little rough? You're having a hard time just getting them because there is just a certain level of comfort, right? That you have Mm -hmm. to settle into and to get vulnerable so you're, you know, you're, you're kind of setting the groundwork and then all of a sudden it's just like, here they are. They've showed up 15 minutes later. If you had that yeah. happen. Yeah, I have had that happen. I've had it happen too, where, um, somebody would come and they weren't told it was video. And so you could just tell they were totally irritated with whoever set it up for them, you know, and, um, or somebody who's really intent on selling their book or selling something. And so it just becomes a thing where, uh, you know, what do you do? Right. I, I try to just soften it and I try to lead them through, through some, I think, interesting questions that will hopefully get them in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a skill and it's something that you develop over, over time. If that's not the world that you come from, um, you know, podcasters typically aren't professional journalists. So, you know, figuring out how to work with your guests and and to kind of hone those interview skills is it, that's like a whole other layer to this that I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. I mean, I think as a podcast host, you have to be the master of your own domain. Like you, mm-hmm. it is your show, right? And so you have to remember that if somebody intimidates you or if somebody feels, um, how do I put this? I don't, I don't want to say that people come on and they're crazy because I haven't had any crazy guests per se, but I feel like sometimes that happens. Or when you go on someone else's show too, you know, I try to be respectful. This is their show. I go with the flow of whatever it is that they're putting out there. And it is just, it's, it's human connection, right? And sometimes we all know this, you go to a party, you connect with someone and it just clicks. You're jiving. The conversation is moving. You connect with someone else and it's just a struggle mm-hmm. and it's to no one's fault, right? We all have just, it's chemistry. We have it and, or we don't. So it's, but at the same time, you have a guest on your show. So you've got to figure out how you're going to take someone who you're maybe not necessarily having chemistry with and still make a really interesting conversation for your listeners. Yeah. And I would say too, you know, in, in launching the new podcast um, and not to say I'm a big pain in the butt now, but I feel like I'm starting to get pickier about who I want on any of my podcasts and the Mm -hmm. podcasts I will go on. And it's not because it's, oh, it's a bad podcast. It's really about 
I want to speak to the right audiences. And when people come on my podcast, I always think, okay, is this person, because I don't personally do the research because I don't have time. I have somebody else who does the research to figure out, is this person a match? But I'm starting to get to the point where I feel like I need to make sure personally that they're a match because I want my audience to connect. I mean, the whole bottom line is you want your audience to connect. And if they're not connecting, sorry, I don't want to have you come on if you're not going to be the kind of material they want to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and and you, the only way to know that is by, you know, through all the years that you've been doing this and understanding and hearing the feedback from your listeners and really being able to hone in on who your ideal guest is and what they're going to bring to the conversation. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And what about, so we were having the conversation and then afterwards, you know, you have an, an incredible social following on a lot of different platforms. Are you, are you looking at what the guests network looks like and how they can potentially get the episode and the conversation out into the, to the world? Is that, is that a component for you? You know, it is when we have people, um, you know, send in, like I said, we get pitched all the time. And so we look for like a certain, um, not just numbers wise, like, oh, okay, you have, I think we have, we want people to have at least 5,000 followers. And part of it though is, are they engaging with your account, right? Mm -hmm. Are they engaged with the content, excuse me, the content you put out there? Because if they're not, then it's sort of like, well, this is just going to be us doing all of the heavy lifting and putting it out there. Because when I'm on someone's show, we always promote it. Um, You know, I feel like it's important to do that because- it's kind of, I think it's an unspoken agreement in a sense. Well, and you've taken the time to have a great conversation with someone and it should be, it should be socialized out in, into the world as much as possible. That's just, that's kind of the next step in all of this. It's really important. I think so. I totally agree with that. Yeah. What is the most successful platform for you? As far as uh, social, social media? media? Yeah. That's an interesting question. I, (laughs) so my Facebook professional page, like my business page, I would say that's pretty successful. I mean, I have like 7,000 people that are following it and literally my posts, they're always engaging like constantly. Right. And that's great. It's awesome. You know, I love sharing content with people that engage with it. It may not go anywhere else, but they engage with it. Um, Instagram is okay. You know, Instagram is fine. Um, I have a lot of followers. I don't have as much engagement. I do find that people like memes better on Instagram than they like anything else, which is hilarious, right? (laughs) It's like, don't give me any content about, you know, whatever you're talking about, Tracy, just give me a meme. (laughs) I don't know. Or a reel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's just, and I've noticed that I've, I've actually been tuning into your, to your channels and, and your Facebook, I mean, they're, people are very engaged, very engaged. And it is interesting because you can, you can put, you can put video content on there and people, people stay for it and you can have longer posts and there's, you know, they want, it's like a longer, it feels longer form. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the way that people are engaging and Instagram is just, I think the way that we consume that content, it just has to be quick and easy. People don't want to, people don't want to think it. they just want to, they want to 
you know, have seconds of engagement and scroll through to the next thing. So it's really, it's really interesting. And it, and it, you know, as, um, different platforms gain in popularity or lessen in popularity. It is interesting to see that, you know, people are still, I I think Facebook is still a really powerful resource, especially for the content that, that you're putting out and um, from the podcast and YouTube channel. So um, it's really fascinating to see all that. Are you, um, how's TikTok? Are you on TikTok? You are on TikTok. Oh man. Yeah. So TikTok, I had one of those uh, videos go viral a couple of yes. years ago. Like I had over a million views on it, which was crazy. Um, you know, and I, I haven't, I'm totally, what do you call it? Like, I'm not so committed there. And so like I get, I do videos and then I don't do videos. And so, yeah, I just kind of suck at it. So, um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the video that went viral? Uh, yeah, it was one I didn't even expect to go viral, number one. And it was about, do you like the thought of somebody versus the real them? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was really crazy. It was crazy because, you know, I had other all these people responding to it and some people making their own TikToks from it, you know, or whatever. So yeah, it was nuts. And then I had some other ones that went over, you know, like 100,000 and so it was great, but we didn't keep the momentum up. And so, you know, it kind of died down. And so now I don't really get that kind of feedback, but it's okay because, um, you know, that part of my business, I have the beat, this is the beat. All I've been talking about really is the B2C side. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so with that B2C side, um, we really were trying to figure out where do we want to hone in on. Right. And so, we were trying with Facebook and Instagram to really just kind of keep it there. And what we've realized is we want to put all our resources back into the podcast because that's really where we connect with people the most, um, really. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm doing for the B2B side. Yeah. I mean, I, it, yeah, I think that the, it, podcasting, especially for what you do is just incredibly valuable and, and you can't, there's no other social media platform that can give you what your, you know, what your business needs and besides podcasting. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, through podcasting, I know that the podcast has evolved. You've launched another podcast. Your business has evolved. Would you say that your business has evolved from the feedback and experience that you've had through the podcast? I would say that it has in a sense, I mean, pretty much, like I said, almost everybody that ever works with me, including the people that I've trained as coaches, they were clients first. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. I mean, they came from the podcast and it's really, I feel if you are thinking about starting a podcast, it's where you get the credibility. Um, and I would absolutely say, look for where your audience is on social media too. You know, like I think if you haven't established on Facebook, it's kind of hard to build a page at this point, just because Facebook changes its algorithms every five minutes. So it makes it kind of difficult, but really it's to, to know that, like, I didn't study any of that and I just went and did it, but it was also a different time in podcasting too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, so even the coaches that you have on your team, did most of them come through from listening to, to your podcast? Yeah, that's how most of them came through. So that's why the podcast has really been the gift. And, you know, when you're looking at 
what should I be doing with my life? Or what should, should I do a podcast or whatever? Podcasting comes easy to me, even mm. though it can be a lot of work. And if I didn't, and, and for years, I actually didn't have a coordinator. I had to do everything. And it was kind of a pain, some of it stuff, you know, okay, I've got to be organized and I have to do, you know, put it out there and design the, the artwork for it and all that. Right. But it was really, it's always invigorating to me. Like I still love it. Even when there's times where I'm like, Oh God, I got to write an outline. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't want to write an outline. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll write the outline, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I mean that it's, it's so funny. Cause it's, it, you definitely have that. I mean, you're, you're great. This is your, your speaking is your superpower. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know yeah. writing is too, but speaking is your superpower. Speaking. speaking comes easily. Yeah, it is. And I, it's like, I, I do this in my programs too, where I have a teaching session and I might write a few words as an outline again. So I stay on topic mm-hmm. and I can talk for an hour. <laughs> like I could keep talking for another hour, you know, <laughs> who wants to listen? I don't know. Well, I don't, you know, it's interesting. I was, I, I was tuning into a webinar, um, and it was a producer who works with Ezra Klein, Ezra Klein show. And one of the questions was like, what's the ideal length of a, of a podcast episode? And he was like, there is no ideal length. It's about the content. If you have mm-hmm. engaging content, people are going to sit and listen. If you don't, they're, they want out at like mm-hmm. five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, it's, it's, so it doesn't, there's no rules. It's just making sure that whatever you're putting out there and whatever time frame, it better be good because people are going to move on. Yeah. I agree with that. I had a guest last week that I interviewed and I, my husband who is a musician and we have a, um, what do you call it? He has, he does engineering, audio is engineering. It, and all do you have a that. studio in house? Like yeah, we have a studio in house. Yeah. So, uh, but he will do it. And I'm like, God, I wish that you could actually edit out chunks of in some of the interviews that aren't that engaging. Not, And I'm not saying this in a rude way. I'm saying this in, if you're a listener, again, you don't want people tuning out at five minutes. You want it to stay exciting and interesting. You know, like with my, uh, my new podcast, the one that um, is called The Power of Me, and I'm interviewing female leaders and I have solo episodes too, but the female leaders, I want to interview 500 female leaders on there. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. Even on there, I want it to stay engaging, even though it's more business-like rather than personal. Mm-hmm. How many episodes are you in on, on the new podcast? I've done 20 as far as better or no, I, yeah, we published 20. And I have about six or seven that are ready to go. In the queue? So, in the queue, yeah. So are the, the the women that you're interviewing, are they clients or are these anyone who has a compelling and interesting story to share? You know, it's really interesting. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm watching what I'm saying so that it is to the point. And the point being I want to have a variety of women from a variety of industries. And so I don't want to get caught up, let's say, in having a bunch of coaches. And I I will have a few coaches. I've had one. But for the majority, I want it to just be women that see themselves as peers. You know, it's for a seasoned female leader. And that to me isn't, 
you're going to listen to a bunch of coaches tell their story. And again, there's nothing wrong with coaches. I'm, you know, yeah, at all. Yeah. But, but, but again, I mean, this kind of comes back to what we talked about previously is that you want your listeners to feel connected. So, you know, if they're, if they're a female CEO of a podcast agency, um, you know, I, I want to hear someone who has a similar experience as I do so that I can connect with them and really feel like I'm getting what I need out of the conversation. Absolutely. I mean, the whole point in doing it is I personally crave conversations with other female leaders. And, mm-hmm. and also, you know, the things that hold us back, uh, it's really, it's just so interesting because when you start talking to women that are at the sea level, like I did a, um, interview last week with somebody who's at the sea level and she works for a large company and she was basically, you know, on the podcast, we were talking about some of the challenges in her own life in terms of being, um, you know, a leader and things that have happened over her journey. But when we stopped rolling, she's like, okay, here's the things I wouldn't say on there. And that's the interesting Interesting. Yes. Yes. You know, that's where, oh God, I wish, but I understand, you know, you don't want to uh, turn over the apple cart. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she got really vulnerable once you stopped recording. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it was, I mean, it was still a good interview. I think it's still interesting, but you kind of wish that that could be out there because I know so many more women would connect with that. Yeah. And are you, um, are you providing some, some coaching to the, the females that come on to the show and are being vulnerable and open about some of their situations? I haven't with anybody yet. Cause I've only started, uh, God, last, what's this, January? I'm not even sure what month I'm in, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm still like going through the holidays or something. I don't know, from 2021. It's been a blur. I know. Like it's Uh all been just like, what is this? What day? (laughs) What month? What year? What is time? It's true. It's true. (laughs) So last month is when I started doing the interviews. Um, But I have had and do have female leaders as clients that I didn't get from the podcast. you know, we, I have other ways of people coming in, even people who have come in through working on their personal relationships, and then they're working on business at the same time, because yeah. one relates to the other. So um, I've had them come in different ways. But you know, really, it's about getting out there and helping women on a global level. That's what I want to do with that podcast. Wow, that's really incredible. That's really cool. So if somebody, you know, I know that you have a pretty good idea of the types of guests that you want to be bringing on this show. Um, could you just name off some criteria if anyone's listening and they're like, I think I would be a great fit to be a guest. What, what might that look like? It would be somebody who's open to talking about mindset and the challenges that they've gone through in mindset as a leader. I don't feel that, you know, when you're first starting out doing whatever you're doing, whatever the businesses you're in. Okay you're still learning about yourself, right? You're still growing as a person and you're hopefully doing that your whole life. But I'm looking for people who have had experiences. So you've been a leader for 10 or 15 years. You know, you've been in, let's say the workplace for that long because you want to have, or I want to have people on that have had experiences. And then it's, how did you get through that challenge kind of thing? 
right? Because that's what's also going to help other leaders who are listening to go, oh, you know what? That's great. I like what she said. I can use that for myself or, oh my God, me too, whatever it happens to be, right? And you don't really have that when you've had a very short period of time being a leader. Um, the other thing I really want are, are people, there's, there's entrepreneurs and there's solopreneurs, right? And there's nothing wrong with the solopreneur at all. I am really though looking more for people that are either entrepreneurs, work in corporations, uh, you know, had developed their own agencies, things like that, you know, lawyers, doctors too, you know, where you've had this business and you have people working for you. I think mm -hmm. it's key because that's the audience that I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and that's what I was saying like earlier about getting really clear. Um, those are just some of the things that we've found important. We're not, you know, with 20 different things you need to have, but it's just those are very, yeah. very important. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I think there's a, there's a difference with, when you are an entrepreneur and you've employed, you're employing people and there's just, maybe you have to be accountable to a board or, you know, you've, mm -hmm. you've have your VC funded. I mean, there's so many complexities and challenges that, that fo folks who are listening can relate to. I think so. And, you know, cause it's the same thing for me, right? I want to listen to things that I relate to. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so as we're wrapping up this conversation, Tracy, I know that a, a, a big part of growing the listenership to, to your shows and, and just your brand is guesting on podcasts. Uh, so I was just wondering if you could maybe speak to that, that experience of, you know, the being on the other side of the microphone and, and how that's been for you and how that's kind of funneled into growing opportunities. You know, it's really also been a game changer. I mean, I was doing telesummits and I was guesting on podcasts before I had my own. So mm -hmm. we're going way back in time, you know, and I always thought, oh, this is interesting. People are calling me or they're emailing me. Like I didn't put two and two together for a long time because my focus wasn't on that. I would just do it and I'd forget it. And I remember, uh, God, was it 2000? It was 2014. I had done a show. It was called, um, I forgot what the name of it was, but what I talked about was love versus attachment. Mm. And I went away for the weekend and I came home and I had like 300 emails in my inbox I had a crazy wow. amount and I'm thinking, what happened here? <laughs> you know, what did I do? And they had watched this. Um, I, I want to say, I think it was a telesummit. I don't remember. But anyways, I've had that kind of crazy impact. I've gone on other shows and have had, not all the time. It depends. Mm -hmm. um, I've had people either contact me or I have a free group um, on Facebook that they've joined or they're following me. Um, but I've had that. And like with telesummits, like I used to think, okay, these are a waste, but they're not. I, I really think anywhere you can speak to somebody, you know, again, verifying the audience, right? That audience, do they relate to what I'm saying or is it a waste of my time and their time? So uh, the bottom line is I really... Um, have enjoyed going on different podcasts. I've gotten to meet different people. In fact, uh, I was on um, 
someone's podcast a few years ago and we went and did it in person. And I've had people come and do it in person with me. I've done it in person with them and we've stayed friends, you know? And, and so I've also had that where I've met people and um, I've had a couple of people come back on my show a couple of times and I've been on their show a couple of times. And, you know, we thought, okay, can we do something outside of that? Maybe some kind of collaboration. So that's definitely come up as well. Um, but yeah, I usually have people when they're interviewing me, they're like, oh, we'd love to have you back. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'll come back. I don't care. I can just talk forever. Um, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about, we could talk about anything. Let's talk about those Dodgers. You know, sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it really is like the, that it's so powerful. I mean, if you think about it, you're, you're talking to somebody for, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, depending on uh, how long their podcast is. And there's a lot of synergy that happens and you start to think about all the different ways that you can collaborate. And if you're connecting and you're like, yes, yes, yes. Agreeing about, you know, all the things that you're discussing um, there's just so much, there's so many things that come out of this that you, mm -hmm. you don't intend. No. And I don't think you should intend that's, you know, what I've found works best actually everywhere in my life is when I don't get tied up in what's the result going to be because you want to stay open because you really don't know what's going to happen. You don't have any idea of you know, the opportunities that will come from that. Somebody could hear you on a podcast and want you on their podcast. I mean, that also happens as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just opens up a whole, a whole new world of opportunities that you don't even know existed. Yeah. yeah so, I totally agree. It's really incredible. Is there anything before we wrap this up that you would like to share? Thinking about the listeners may be in different parts of their journey and podcasting, maybe they're looking to make a change. They've been doing it for a few years. Maybe somebody's looking to take the plunge into podcasting. Do you have any words of wisdom that you, you could share with the listeners? Yes, I do. And because as you're talking, I'm thinking about all sorts of things that are, that would have been meaningful to me. One of them is you're not going to love it every day and that's okay. And when you don't love it, step away from it you know, for a little bit, I'm not saying forever, but just take a step back, get some air, you know, allow yourself to breathe. The other thing is, uh, in, in conjunction with that, if you're starting out, really think about what am I passionate about? Because it's that passion that's going to keep you doing it. It will get you past those eight episodes because you'll find you have more to say, more to share, uh, you know, more to offer to the world. And I think that that is super, super important. It's just those, those two things really, because there's times where I'm just like, Oh God, why am I doing this? Even though I love doing it. Right. Why am I doing yeah. this? Ugh. So, yeah. That, that is great. That's really two really great pieces of advice. I mean, you have to, you have to be invested in the conversation. So you better, when you're picking a path, pick something that you're interested in, that you know you can stay engaged with. And when you just feel a little burnt out or maybe you had a tricky conversation that you're, you don't even want to air it, take mm -hmm. a step back, take a breath, regroup, pivot if you need to, don't publish an episode if it really feels yucky. There's no rules here. No, but people usually get caught up in rules. And I will say one thing about that, about an icky episode, let's say. You have your perception, 
but other people have their perception. I was on a podcast a while ago that I was not particularly fond of how the conversation went, but I I went, you know what? It's just part of it, whatever. I'm just going to let it go. And I did. And it's funny because the people that I did it with um, emailed me and want to be on my podcast. And, and this is recent. It's been like six months or something, you know, and it wasn't a bad conversation. It was just not what I was like, oh, that felt really great. And that's okay. And, and my point being, you don't know how other people are perceiving it. And so don't be so hard on yourself and don't, you know, don't get in that box, try and stay out of that box and just go, this is going to help someone. Because I always believe that not that things are meant to be, but that there's a reason or a purpose to it all. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like it could have, it could have landed weird for you, Mm -hmm. but it could have landed just wonderfully for the person that's interviewing or you're having a conversation with and the listeners. Right, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me and the listeners. Will you please just let everyone know where they can find you, where they can engage with you? There's so many different ways in which the listeners can do that. Absolutely. The easiest place to go to is my website, tracycrossley.com. And all of my Social media links are there. There's a page for each of my podcasts as well. My book, my programs, everything is contained on the website, thankfully. So, but you can also find me anywhere online. I mean, I'm on all the platforms. So you can just look me up and Google me and there I am. Yeah, and your website's fantastic and has all the resources. It's just just like such a great place for everyone to land. And I will make sure to include that in the show notes as well. So Uh, If you're tuning in, please check out Tracy's website. We'll put it in the show notes. Thank you all for listening. Tracy, thank you for, for joining Hosted. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this, Brandy. Yeah, we'll do it again. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.